have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll discuss, dissect, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with... Doug. Matt. Josh. Together we are the Horrify Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi and welcome to the Horrify Podcast. We're doing a movie today called The Cabin in the Woods Ooh. from 2012, Spooky. Yeah. directed by Fun. Drew Goddard. What Him? else did he do? Nothing really, right? I don't know. I Nothing. This, I think this was his first. Was it? Oh, yeah. I think I've read that. Mm-hmm. Directorial debut. He did Ooh. some TV stuff. He did a couple other kind of dumb movies, but yeah. Hmm. As far as I read, this is the best thing he's done. Yeah. yeah. This movie stars Kristen Connolly, who you probably don't know because she hasn't done anything else. <laughs> she plays Dana. We have Jules, who is played by Anna Hutchinson. Again, someone I don't know who's not been in anything else. Yeah. Yeah. TV. I think she's in TV shows. I don't know. Probably. Then we have Kurt, played by Matt's favorite actor, yes. Chris Hemsworth, oh. a.k.a. Thor. 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 <laughs> Bring the hammer down, This Thor. was pre-Thor. Pre-Thor. Yeah, he, he filmed this hell. before he became Thor, but they came out the same year. Interesting. Huh. Then we have Holden, played by Jesse Williams. Not in anything else. Yeah. TV. Uh, we have Marty, who's played by Fran Kranz. <laughs> Who? Isn't that a fun name? <laughs> that is a fun Fran name. Kranz. He's in like a bunch of other weird, dumb stuff. I like this guy, but I don't think I've seen him in anything he's, he's else. He's in, yeah, little he was things. was destined to be a stoner in movies with right? a name oh, like Fran that, Kranz. Oh, that's the dude. The only, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only complaint it's, I have about him is that he always sounds like he has a cold. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> then we have, uh, it's funny, I did the cast, and then I did the, the other cast, the facility cast. Yeah, and this so is where the, the people that you actually know are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have Gary, who is played by Richard Jenkins, who is the dad in Step Brothers. Yeah. He's yeah. in uh, Shape of Water. That's right. He's yeah. a great, Dad's great actor. Yeah, he's he in is. so many good he things. Is. Yeah, and he's, and, he, and he's got kind of an ugly, pockmarked face, but he's, he's not a villain type. No. No. no, he's, he's just like an author- authoritative type. He's like a teacher, like an everyman. Dad. Dad. A stepdad. He's a good stepdad. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a divorce attorney. <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be a good role. <laughs> okay, that's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> then we have Steve, played by Bradley Whitford, who Bradley is the Whitford. bad guy in Billy Madison. Yeah. Dude, Bradley Dang. Whitford. Did West you Wing. see his balls? <laughs> yeah, they were weird looking. <laughs> Wait, what? That's in Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Oh, Eric like, what is part a of this bad, movie did bad I man. Push him over a bench and he falls over with his shorty shorts. Oh, that's right. He's also in... Uh, <laughs> he's in Get Out. Get Out, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. He's he, the dad. Mm-hmm. He's got a very unlikable face in in oh. the best possible way. Yeah, I well, love... I'm always delighted to see him. Yeah. Like, I and think it, he's fun. His voice. It's kind of shrill and whiny. It and is. Just, absolutely. You know, and smug. Isn't Smug, he in the definitely. West Wing? Oh, hell yes, he's in the West Wing, okay. Doug. I've never seen the West Wing. I mean... I just know who's in it. I know it's... And I it's know it's supposedly good. one of the greatest shows ever. I mean, it's good. But what role does he play in that show? Uh, he's a he's an advisor. Is, advisor, he, like, advisor. is he like obnoxious and nobody likes him? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, that's just kind of the yeah. character he, he plays. He plays that role very well. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. Then we have Wendy, who is one of the facility staff. She's played by 
uh, Amy Acker, and she's in nothing. <laughs> then we she's have uh, we have the security guard guy <laughs> named Brian J. White, who is in nothing. <laughs> nothing. And then the director of the facility is none other than Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah. How did they get her in this movie? The impeccable. <laughs> you know how they got her in this movie? It's because she's the shit. That's how well, they got yeah. her in this Because they're like, movie. we'll pay you $10,000 to come shoot for two minutes. So well, they yeah. were, She's like, I'm in. They were... They were trying to get Jamie Lee Curtis or oh, Sigourney good. Weaver, and Sigourney Weaver, like, was all in once she heard there was a werewolf. What? I love yeah. that. She loves werewolves. I didn't oh, know that about her. Mm-hmm. Yep, she has a great voice. I love too. her voice. Well, I didn't know she was in it, and then that when because she's first introduced in the uh, that PA address, yeah. and I'm like. That sounds like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> a great reveal. You're like, oh, yeah. everyone's like, oh shit, it's Sigourney Weaver. Yep, because yeah. she's the voice in the uh, aquarium of was it Finding Dory, the second one? Oh, probably because she's also a voice in Wally. Yeah, she like has a great voice. voice. Mm-hmm. She yeah. does. She should be a voice, a in matronly movie. voice. It put me at ease, even though it's a fucking horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie opens in a very interesting way, and it opens as such that you don't know what the hell you just started watching. Yeah, <laughs> because it doesn't start with your typical horror movie start. It starts in this like underground industrial complex with guys wearing like you yeah. know shirts, white shirts and ties. Yeah, yep. white shirts and ties. Yeah. And they're like having this mundane water cooler talk about yeah. cabinet, about installing yeah. cabinets. He's like, yeah, then they put the child locks, and this is Steve saying this. They put child locks in the cabinets. I can't get my hands in there. I can't open the shit. And and I totally understood what he was talking about because mm-hmm. child locks suck. <laughs> yes, yep. they do. So they have this whole thing, and then this is when the the one facility lady walks up and lets them know that you know they're down to Japan. In the U.S. are like the last ones remaining, and you're like, "Well, what the hell are they talking about?" Yeah, yeah. And the facility guys, Steve and Gary, they they don't seem too worried. They don't yeah. care. In fact, it's kind of a joke, and they they're dismissive of this lady, and they get in like a golf cart, like Austin Powers style, and then just drive away from her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and That's you're like, right. "What is this? Like, what are we watching?" Yeah, yeah. Didn't they do this on purpose, Josh? Yeah, this was intentional so that you didn't know what movie you walked into. <laughs> so if you went into the theater, you're like, "I'm in the wrong movie." Mm-hmm. Yep. And then yeah. we then we get the, <laughs> the, the, the first jump scare. The, the jump scare, which is a cut to the cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, there's no cabin or woods. It's, it's probably cut. the best jump scare. It is, because yeah. it's got that sound and like screams Scream. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really fun. It's a really fun intro. And mm-hmm. I would wish I saw this in the theater, because I wonder how confused I would have been. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was awesome. I mean, the only thing that really gives it up, though, is the Lion's Gate intro. Yep. This was, yeah. yeah, very ominous. And yeah. It seems like ritualistic. It's referencing like it looked like Mayan, Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of blood and stuff. And I was like, here we go. But like you said, if you come into this movie like a minute late, you're like, oh, shit, this is the wrong. Yeah, theater. if you miss mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. true. Which would be hilarious to watch people doing that. And then this next very next scene is this very light, poppy, and yeah. awesome OK it's Go song. T- yep. White Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like a WB TV show. Yeah, it does. No. Yeah, so I, I just wrote, we meet the college kids. Yep. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, it's very hunky-dory, happy bullshit, which is very common in horror films to make it almost too light yeah. to, mm-hmm. to kind of settle you in, to, to make you at ease. Yeah. And so we, we meet the characters here. We, we learn right away that, you know, Dana is the main character and she's, you know, the virgin she's type. The, the final virginal. girl. Yeah. yeah. We find out right away that she's not a virgin, though, because yeah. she had sex with her professor and then he mm-hmm. rudely dumped her over email. Yeah. 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 
Then we meet <laughs> then we meet her best friend Jules, the whore yep. archetype, right? Yeah, that's definite definite trope. And she has this whole thing about dyeing her hair blonde, and it's just so stupid and topical. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt walks in, you know. Hemsworth, Mr. Football Guy, and he walks right in with a football in his hand <laughs> and he throws it through the window. Now, the best thing is he doesn't know how to throw a football, so he no. looks ridiculous. He's like, uh. Yeah. The ball goes out the window and who's outside of the window to catch the ball? The pot Holden. Yeah, no, the Holden. Potheads can't catch, Matt. Well, no. They're real athletes yeah. Yeah. outside. Yeah, he, yeah, he's the ride receiver. He came from state. He's got hands like butter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too bad he's not going to get any balls thrown to him because Hem- Hemsworth can't throw a ball right. or shit. So... This is how we meet the crew, and we realize that they are serious students, and it's this light, playful bullshit mm-hmm. that you, when you're watching it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? But it's fine. So they all go outside because they're taking a weekend trip together. Kurt's uncle has a camper or whatever. They're going to take the camper out to his cousin's remote cabin remote to get cabin. off the grid. So as they're loading up the camper... Here rolls up Marty the Pothead, and he's smoking a huge bong in his Volvo, listening to the loud music, and he pulls up, and this is the coolest part of the beginning of the movie, is his giant bong folds down into a coffee cup. Yeah. Is this a real thing? It must be. You know, they actually made that, and it's fully functional. That prototype costs $5,000. You are lying. It's like a telescopic. Seriously? It was five grand to make that. Holy shit. That's awesome and weird. <laughs> so I want to talk about this opening scene and how... So since this movie de- deconstructs the horror, the, the standard horror movie, there are tropes that, you know, we have to have in a horror movie. Of yet, course. Yet they're old, dated, I would say sexist tropes. Oh, for sure. That none of us can relate to. So this kind of sets up that Dana actually is... A, she makes bad decisions with her professor, clearly. Yeah. Um, the ditzy blonde girl is, she's actually smart. And, and, and yeah, or, or we, we learn that later on. Um, the actual athlete is the scholar kid that catches the football. Mm-hmm. Thor is actually, you know, a nice, uh, well-read. Right. You know, genius. <laughs> that can't throw a ball. That can't throw a ball. <laughs> I think the only one we can relate to is getting stoned. Yeah. The stone. well, well, and he's very perceptive, it turns out. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And, and they and they, they talk about that. And they also mm-hmm. talk about why these roles, who they establish at the beginning, are not correct, but how they change them to be yeah. fitting with what we would expect. They have to yeah. force these roles onto these regular people. Right. And so, yeah. Which, is, the... which is done in a cool way. So mm-hmm. we meet them. They're in the camper right away. And, you know... The major dialogue about the film starts with with actually before I, I get to this as they're driving away from their oh yeah house there's a dude on the roof with like the you know the little radio thing yeah. in his ear mm-hmm. and he's like like they have left the e-, what does he say he says some official ah, eagles bullshit. have left the nest yeah. eagles have left yeah, the nest G man up there it. like a gargoyle yeah. and so right away you're like what the fuck who is this fucking guy what mm-hmm. is this yeah. so they drive away and Marty starts talking all this nonsense about how society actually needs the collapse. Yeah, man. He needs to be restructured, and he's yeah. he's the conspiracy guy. He's, he's the pothead conspiracy yeah. guy. Yeah, he's just saying the theme of the movie right there. Yes. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> They're in your head. The metaverse, man. I also it's like, gotta go. I also oh, like that he says, we need to get off the grid, yet they are like plugging into an actual grid at this point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very interesting how they have all these things, you know, little details like mm-hmm. that that juxtapose different ideas. It's kind of cool. Yeah. 
So we cut sharply to the technicians in this, I'm going to call it an underground bunker moving forward because that's kind of, it's like an underground command center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks like a bunker. Yeah. There's this gigantic like bank vault door that opens and they're wearing their white shirts and ties. Very sterile. Yeah. Extremely sterile. And they walk in and there's a a guard in there who's clearly brand new. He's like, "Uh, can I see your badges? Blah, blah, blah. He scans them in. They walk into this crazy, you know, command post. And they kind of have banter with him if he's going to do okay. And he you know, says, I'll stand by my post. It's really official and weird. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very NORAD-ish. But then yeah. the technicians start making jokes. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, yeah, um, he, this is you know Gary, but you can call him. And he starts making up names, like, call him whatever he says. <laughs> They're and, just being dicks, yeah. hazing him. <laughs> exactly. And, and he doesn't know what to do. He's very serious, right? Yeah. So we, we and we get a lot of these hard cuts in this movie, which is actually I, th- I thought was f- was really interesting and fun to go through, you know, from this horror element into this weird like like 1950s sci fi. Yeah, like. just yeah. strange cuts between the two. Mm-hmm. So the kids roll up um, to this like shitty abandoned gas station. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> we've another seen trope. This, we've seen to. this a million <laughs> times. The gas pumps are from the 40s. But they pull up. By That's the way, my favorite joke of the. Of, yeah. I think this is barter gas. I don't think they right. know what money is. <laughs> so they pull up, and and Holden, the brain, walks into the gas station, and it's it's literally so old and decrepit. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because kids don't stop at shitty places like this. No. Period. I got the feeling that this gas station was part of the whole thing, though. Like the racist redneck guy was a plant. This gas station was a plant. Oh, yeah, I, yeah totally. It totally is. Mm-hmm. And and so when Holden's in the gas station, he gets, you know, has a jump scare. He gets scared by the gas station attendant, whose name we find out later is Malachi. Yeah. Mordecai. Right. Mordecai. Or Mordecai, excuse Mordecai. me. Yeah. Malachi, Mordecai. Yeah. Some, some obvious some nod. Some guy. Yeah. An obvious nod to children of the corn. Mm-hmm. So and, oh, and he's saying all this crazy stuff. He's like this racist hillbilly asshole. He looks like shit. Yeah, spitting tobacco. Everywhere. Yeah, he, yeah. His eyes are red, and he he insults everyone right away. Yeah, he yeah. outwardly calls Jules a whore. That whore. Whore. Yeah. So the kids end up leaving without gas, and he even lets them know he's like, you know, you got enough gas to get there, but not enough to gas to get back. Yep. He's got to warn them. And the kids are like, okay, this fucking weirdo. <laughs> So they leave. Like, they don't get in a fight with them or anything. They just get the hell out of there. And they, I like that they peel out in, like, the camper. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thing had some power. Yeah. So they take off, and they're driving up into the wilderness. It looks like they're in, like, the Sierra Nevada or something up high in the pines. And they get to this tunnel. And by the tunnel, there's a freaking cliff yeah. that goes, like, a yeah. thousand feet into nothing. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And they drive in this tunnel. And as they drive in the tunnel, the camera pans back, and we see a golden eagle flying soaring soaring majestically it's so yeah. beautiful it oh, carves a, a, a turn in the canyon and all of a sudden it hits an invisible force field <laughs> with a honeycomb grid and so dies cool. yeah, yeah. And, like, it, and, and at this point you're like what in the fuck are we watching yes. yeah the electrified chicken wire that's invisible <laughs> yeah and it's, and it's dead as hell that's your second hint to some kind of weird government conspiracy yes. miss. so the kids pull up to this crappy cabin Really crappy, but the yep. interior is awesome. Yeah. Now, is this is this intentional? Oh, for sure. Because this cabin's really tiny. Like it's it's like a double wide, mm-hmm. and then they walk in and it's this sprawling, it's huge, like, yeah, <laughs> awesome cabin. Uh-huh. Which it looks exactly like the Evil Dead cabin yep. from the outside. Oh, uh-huh. kind of. I didn't pick yeah. that up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's almost like identical. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the inside, because they go in that trap door to go oh, in the yep. basement. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. right. 
Yeah. Awesome. So Evil Dead reference right there. We're going to have tons of these, a few of those, yep. these references. <laughs> so right when they go in, Dana walks in and she's kind of weirded out. And then we see that Holden, the, the brain, he goes into his room, which has this really creepy painting of like a horse <laughs> being dismembered by a hunting party and greyhound dogs. Yeah, there were yeah. paintings everywhere, but yeah, that one yeah, disturbing and gory. And, and and he's scared of it, which is weird. I think that painting is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so he okay. takes it off the wall because he's a chicken shit. Yeah. And when he does, he sees there's a one-way mirror looking into Dana's room. Yeah. yeah. And Dana has to change. She just got to the cabin. Yeah, I got to put on a fresh shirt. My pits were sweaty in the, <laughs> right. the motorhome. drive. So yeah. what does Holden do? He sits there and watches her and touches himself. No, he, <laughs> he doesn't do that. He he's gets, a stand-up he He's a stand-up so. good dude. He has the conflict, as we all would. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. but he goes, oh, this is happening. He's he, a gentleman, guys. He yeah. watched for a few seconds longer than he should have, guys. But he did the right thing. He banged on the wall. He got her and said, there's a one-way mirror. This is messed up. I, I could have seen you naked. And they have this awkward exchange because they have a crush on each other. Mm-hmm. Like you see in so many horror movies. It's, and it's yeah. awkward. Like the girl can't, can't say what she means. And mm-hmm. it's stupid. Yeah. But in, very intentional. So they actually switch rooms because he doesn't want her to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's like, I could put the picture but, up, but, but I'm probably not going to do that. So let's switch rooms. Yeah. <laughs> but did you notice, like, so they switch rooms, and what does he do? Takes right? his when shirt he gets off. into the room. Because he no also dummy. has sweaty What's pit. Up, What's he's up, a, girl? Because he's the actual jock. Yeah. He's the good. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the technicians, and they announce what's going on. Like, oh, they switch rooms, blah, blah, blah. We need to do this and this. And they have this whole thing going where they're monitoring every little bit of this cabin, of this area, and know everything they're doing. And oh, the yeah. vital signs, too, of each yes. individual. Yes. Yeah. And this, which, how in the hell do they have that? Um, but this is where we learn that the cabin is under heavy surveillance. Right. Which is kind of interesting because, you know, they remove the mirror. They discover themselves, they themselves discover that there is a two-way one-way mirror. Way or a one-way mirror. And then yeah, they think... Sorry oh, we've discovered this weird thing, so let's just take measures to neutralize it, yet then we learn right. everything is monitored in that cabin. Exactly. They're still being watched. Now, this is when we also learn that they're going to start pumping chemicals into the cabin, or have already put it in their in their product. Their, Some um, pheromones? Yeah, pheromones. No, in their, uh, what's it called? In their makeup products and stuff to dumb them all down. Yeah, the, the girl's hair dye. Has made her dumb. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're directly influencing these teens. I like mm-hmm. how they even say, oh... Way to come through a chemical department. Yes. Like, yeah, for the hair dye. <laughs> so, so they they when we cut to the the bunker area, they talk about it, um, about you know, all the different things that they can do and how all these kids still have you know their freedom of choice, but they're going to kind of help push them in a direction if yeah. need be. Yeah, they're definitely manipulating. Well, they also like they welcome into them into this cabin that's very clean, put together, and spacious, which would be comforting. Yet they have this creepy picture and all this weird shit in the basement that would also put fear and anxiety into you. So there's right. that, that contrast. Yeah, it's that very big contrast of feeling going on within the cabin. I yeah. thought it was weird that Doug and I stayed at a cabin that was kind of weird like this cabin That's last true. year. We did. <laughs> Full of weird stuff. And were, we kept hearing weird things. We did. Were there did pheromones? the air make you horny? I know. Were there pheromones? <laughs> I, I heard. Uh, I mean, guys. I was with Ken, so I was yeah. constantly horny. I anyway. did hear like weird like talking outside I did too. the first night. And then I'm like, it's just Doug. No. You weren't outside, were you? No. <sighs> weird. And then we, I came out in the morning, and I asked Ken, I'm like, did Chrissy get up in the night? Because right. I, I thought I heard Chrissy talking outside. That's what I thought I heard, yeah. No. And nope. It was kind of weird. It was kind of cool. Yeah. 
So cool is not how I would describe it. Well, so I then mean, we're we're in the control room and they get a phone call and it's the guy from the gas station yes. who is called the what? <laughs> the Harbinger. The Harbinger. And he calls and he's like speaking and all this like stupid like you know he's talk. Preaching. He's, he's preaching. He's like, I'm on the Lord yeah. said that day, blah, blah, blah. Like the lambs right. lead the themselves lambs to the slaughter. slaughter. And so Steve is like annoyed. He's like, Okay, you do you. How's it going topside? How's the weather? Okay, good talking. Yeah. <laughs> But the Harbinger won't shut up. So he, he puts him on speakerphone, <laughs> and we get this whole hilarious gag of the Harbinger being mad that he's on speakerphone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's, he's all, it's like this biblical speak, and then suddenly he stops. He's like, wait, am, am I on speaker? He's the old man from Friday the 13th. Yeah. 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 Warning the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually. You're it, all going to die. It's so. really out of place. Because at this point, you're, you're expecting the horror stuff to ramp up, and then you get this hilarious phone call. And you're yeah. like, what is going on? You still yeah. don't quite know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So the kids go swimming in what looks to be Crystal Lake. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, it has the sure. dock. It's in the woods. And I'm has like, oh, water. Yeah. yeah. has water. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's little a bit bigger than Lake Erie. <laughs> a little bit. It's a lot fucking smaller than Lake Erie. <laughs> okay. So they go swimming in there. <laughs> oh, I can't speak to the depth of that pond. lake. Pond. Shut up! Shut up! You shut up! Lake Erie Pond. No, I was talking about the thing in the movie, and it could be really deep. Who knows? So the facility guys, we see there's a whole bunch of people that work here, not just Steve and Gary and the one technician and, and the guard. There's like hundreds of people involved in this endeavor, and they start taking bets on something, and you're not quite sure what they're taking bets on. But all the different departments are like writing down something on, on a pieces of paper and they're collecting it. Mm-hmm. I thought they were taking bets on who was going to who was going to be killed last. Yeah. You know, that, what yeah. are they that's kind of what I thought I at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's not what it is, as we find out yeah. in a minute. So we, we have actually and this is when the facilities guy mentions how they nudge the teens in one direction. Um, but ultimately, they do have free will. And he kind of talks about that. Mm-hmm. So now we cut right to the co-eds and they're partying, right? They're playing dumb music. <laughs> they're doing truth or dare. And Jules right away gets dared to make out with a wolf head on that, the wall. That Not moose over there. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, and, the, the, and the high guy, Marty, thinks it's a moose because yeah. he's smoked out. I but, think it's also yeah. an Evil Dead reference because the talking moose head in the Oh, cabin. shoot. Oh, yeah. But he mistakes it for a moose. And who, <laughs> who would have high, a taxidermied wolf head in their cabin? Yeah, it's menacing, another, incredibly yeah. menacing. The thing isn't just sitting there. I the think wall. it would be awesome to have one. It's, what is wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so this many scene things. put me, like, when I first saw this in the theater, I was so on edge because you're just waiting for something to... I thought it was going to bite her yeah. face off. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because she uh, that was the dare. She yeah, you know when she walks up and she's, like, joking with and talking and then she starts licking it? It's, like, yeah. soft lips and yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw like, movement. Uh. It's, like, sucking on its tongue. <laughs> so I read that uh, they put um, powdered sugar on yep. the teeth to help entice her to, oh, really? to make it look Engage. dusty. But yeah. also make it enjoyable yeah. for her. But mm. yeah, she really enjoyed it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, tell you, I was waiting for that thing to bite her or something. Yeah. Just, I like everyone's reaction to it <laughs> because Kurt's like turned on. Uh, Marty's grossed out. Yeah, grossed out and horrified, and yeah. But she really relishes it, and she relishes you know sh- you know being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And I love when she's yeah. done making out with it. She walks back. She's pulling like <laughs> dust and hair out of her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> So as this happens, all of a sudden the cellar door on the floor, like an old one, blows open. Yeah, yeah. Just, and I and I love Kurt goes, "Oh guys, it's just the wind." Yeah, what the? F-? And then Marty goes, 
and that makes what kind of sense? Right, <laughs> right. Because he's the smart guy. Yeah. Because I'm I'm leaving right away. Intuitive yep. stoner. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy door. Blows yeah. open yeah. hard. Yeah. So since they're playing truth or dare, you know they dare Dana to go down in there, and Dana's like, well. I don't want to be the prude. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she goes in the cellar. Super dark. I-, I love the way this is shot. Um, You have the camera pulling back on her feet, going down the stairs with her. Really well done. Um, I-, I thought they should have taken a better opportunity for a jump scare. Although we do get one when she sees a painting. I think oh, it would be yeah. cool if there's a little bit more. But mm-hmm. she goes down there. She gets scared at the painting. Then all the people come down with her. Yeah. And they're all in there. And we realize this is a basement Filled with fucking horror movie props. Yep. Name yeah. a horror movie. I'm sure something from that horror movie is in this basement. There's <laughs> dolls. There's fucking the, Mannequins. the lament sphere, not cube. Yeah. We don't want to directly steal from Hellraiser. There's yeah. just weird shit. And they all start looking through it, right? So as they're all looking through it, the people in the facility are really on edge. Okay? Yeah. And every person is holding a different item. And what's his name has the conch shell. Oh, yeah, Kurt. Kurt, and he's about to blow on it. And the other guy's got a lament sphere. He's about to turn it. (laughs) But Dana beats them all to the punch when she starts reading from an old diary. The Necronomicon. (laughs) Yes. Essentially. (laughs) So when this happens, the people back at the facility go crazy. They're celebrating. They're laughing. And this is when we see the board that they had that they were using to place their bets. Mm -hmm. So this is what's so great. I'm gonna read. A, I'm just gonna read a couple things on the board. We're all gonna share what's on the board. My favorite ones I saw was there's the werewolf, mm-hmm. the alien beast, the witches, <laughs> sexy witches, yeah, witches yes. and, and sexy. Witches. I love that there's a unicorn on there. Yeah, uh-huh. what? Yeah, who makes an appearance later in the movie? I know. Yep. Yeah. What else is on there, Doug? Okay. Twins. Hold on. It would be so much fun to make this list. I've got. Oh, I know. I mean, this not is, to be on this, the list. I don't mean this I is mean, everything that's on the whiteboard. Werewolf, alien beast, mutants. Wraiths, zombies, reptilious, clowns, witches, sexy witches, demons, hell lord, angry molesting tree. <laughs> Another Evil Dead reference. Yeah. Giant snake, deadites, Evil Dead. Yep. Kevin. <laughs> Who the fuck is Kevin? We don't know. Terrifying. Mummy, the bride, the scarecrow, folk, snowman, dragon bat, vampires, dismembered goblins, sugar plum fairy, merman, the reanimated, unicorn, Huron, Sasquatch, Wendigo, Yeti, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, they're all problem with that. The dolls, the doctors, zombie redneck torture family, jack-o'-lantern, giant, and twins. So out of this list, the one that won because she read the diary is who? Zombie redneck, zombie torture, redneck torture family. family. <laughs> and the family is called the Buckners. Yeah. <laughs> the Buckners win. And maintenance loves it because that's who they always bet on. Mm-hmm. Now, they do have to share the pot with the intern. Yeah, Ronald the intern. He couldn't, yeah. he couldn't decide. He couldn't what... figure out. But it, it's a really funny scene. And right when they read this, this list and what happens, a hand back at the cabin bursts out of the ground because yep. the Buckners are... Are coming out of their graves, yeah, rising from the grave. So, what's the problem you have, Matt, with this list, with this whiteboard of it, death? It's the grouping of Sasquatch, Wendigo, and Yeti. Now, Sasquatch and Yeti, Sasquatch and Yeti are fine, right? But Wendigo is a different type of 
bipedal creature. A Wendigo is a shape-shifting demon. It, it, yes, it's nefarious. It's this this just furthers the false narrative about Sasquatch. <laughs> yep. it, Sasquatch is not evil. Sasquatch will fuck with you, I but do, if you're I a do dick, have a Sasquatch Bigfoot Yeti question for you. Are they subspecies of the same thing? Well, it's, I mean, certainly there's probably Wendigo branched off at some point because it was probably a, a bad cousin who was who had mental issues, and so he was just being a dick. Because that's what Wendigo is. Wendigo is a dick. It fucks with people out in the wild, and it I, drives them to madness. So of, of, of the Bigfoot, the Yeti, and the Sasquatch, right? So Bigfoot that's, and Sasquatch are the same. Yeti yes. and Sasquatch are, are different. Yeti's the winter Yeti, version. He's the that's Christmas what I mean. Version. Well, yeah, it's regional. <laughs> so which one is the worst one? Which one is more likely to kill you, Yeti Wendigo. or Bigfoot? I oh. think a Yeti well, is angrier because well, it's cold. Well, I mean... <laughs> it's constantly chilly. I mean, I guess a, a, good, a good comparison would be... Bears. You have polar bears and you have yeah. grizzly bears. So a yeti would destroy a sasquatch. No, that's like not a polar a, bear would destroy a, a grizzly bear. Well, a, a brown bear or a black bear. I should black rephrase bear. that. Black bear are much more aggressive than grizzly bear. Yeah, but you crack. So there's got to be a more aggressive version of the yeti. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would know. Tell us based on your life well, experience. No, it's not like they're out there charging hunters in the woods. They don't. They what if I'm a hunter? Only if, do, only if threatened. What if I dump a bunch of garbage in the woods and I'm a hunter? That's yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get the wrath of Sasquatch, Wendigo, and Yeti, and and all, yeah, all all in the family. They don't like that. Do shit. Wendigos live in the do forest you, or the desert? Would you like Bigfoot to shit in your backyard? Wendigo's a forest creature. Oh, yeah, it is a right. forest creature. It's Midwest. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> when what? I don't know. Just. Bigfoot Big should have separated Wendigo or just leave Wendigo up there by why you gotta throw Sasquatch and Yeti in there. Isn't Bigfoot <laughs> Bigfoot and Sasquatch are Western Hemisphere, Yeti's yeah. Eastern Hemisphere, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah I think I they're all made up bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. Pe- pe- people have seen them. Can it ha- makes no, them no, real? No, Anyways. these guys are world champion at hide and go seek. <laughs> well, yeah. So they would have to be. <laughs> in the facility, Steve is super pissed in the control room. That Kurt didn't blow on the conch shell because he wants the sum. He wants to see the merman summoned. <laughs> Never seen it. He's waited his whole career to see the merman. Now uh, Gary has seen a merman, mm-hmm. and it must have been like twenty years ago. But that's all that Steve wants is to see a merman, and, yeah. he, and he's really upset. It's really funny, right? Yeah. He wants to know if it's sexy. I think. I, I don't think, know. I think he's just think he's like, how can a merman just, murder all these people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how's it gonna happen? You, you got I guess you have to just kind of guide them towards the pond yeah, just to have them drown the lake or whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. and yeah then then merman can well, just can shine yeah my question is why is there no loch ness monster good question there's big. a pond it's too big maybe? a quote-unquote pond <laughs> why wouldn't they make it deep enough for loch ness that's true well they, they have a sasquatch maybe it wasn't deep enough maybe they still have to they got to bring in the tools to dredge it down <laughs> and then they'll have loch ness yeah, they need a, they need a dredge bar it's too expensive <laughs> that cage was for the giant cobra they couldn't have so. both <laughs> yeah, the government can't afford a engineering <laughs> engineering's working on it so we now we cut to back to the cabin and we have jules doing her sexy dance which is just like night of the demons right mm-hmm. and she's sauntering around and everyone watching and giggling and Jules and Kurt you know run outside and they're gonna start you know fooling around I put they're gonna run outside in tick and mosquito fested woods <laughs> yeah um, yeah no, thanks. no thank you when you've got a nice warm bed what the hell yeah, what the hell this yeah. is also when Kurt starts acting like a total asshole to everybody else he calls 
uh, Marty and, Egghead. And, they, yeah. and Marty questions that. Mm-hmm. Marty's like, well, he doesn't act like that. He's a really smart guy. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe he's just drunk. He's like, I'm, I've seen him drunk. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't act like he a dick. He doesn't call people an egghead. <laughs> but we also find out this has to do with the chemicals they're pumping yep. into the, the cabin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so supposed to be that tension. Yeah. So the control team now um, sees them running through the woods and they release pheromones up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jules and, and Kurt start making out and everyone in the, in, is in the control room like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's about to take her shirt off. She's like, <laughs> it's too cold. And they're like, shit. And they look down and it's like 62 degrees. Yeah. So Steve right away turns it up to 75. Yep. And then it's like they kind of got to restart the program again. Now, at this point, they kick everyone out of the control room. And the security guy has a problem with this. Yeah. And he's like, why do you got to do this? And they're like, you know what? We got to put on a show. We're yeah. not the only We're ones, not the watching. ones watching. We got to give the customer yeah. what exactly. they want. Exactly. And then I felt very attacked at that point. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're like, like, oh, am I a perv? Because I want to see some boobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jules and Kurt finally start messing around again. And the, the control room actually changes the lighting to show this perfect, soft mossy mossy spot on the ground for them to lay down on so they do jules gets up on top of curtain slowly takes her top off right big big applause and then they all celebrate yep (laughs) and so he i don't know they look kind of bored in there because they just kind of go jackpot or something like that but they (laughs) look kind of like this is very routine but they also i think have a a look of like they almost pity these kids yeah they're like oh here we go again Mm -hmm. yeah we have to do this so Jules ends up on the ground with Kurt on top of her, and she puts her her arms out in ecstasy. And all of a sudden, a gigantic, rusty knife goes right through her hand, which (laughs) we've seen a hundred times. And she screams, and there's blood. Gurgling dark blood. Yeah, she tries to get away, and then Kurt gets stabbed in the back, and and he's fighting with... We see there's a family of zombies there, the redneck zombies. We've got the the massive zombie who has a bear trap on a chain. so cool. I don't know how this would work. I don't either. Technically, it yeah, wouldn't, but it was no. fun. Yeah. I so don't does know. Kurt get the bear trap on the cage, or is that later? He did. He gets the, the bear okay, trap on his yeah. back. I yeah. can't remember if it was him or Marty that got the bear trap. So they grab Jules away, and there's like three zombies. Two of them are holding holding her back, and then one, like this old lady zombie, has a gigantic wood saw, like yeah. you'd saw down like a redwood tree, and slits her throat with that. With Blood sprays out. It's amazing. And there's the trope of teens getting killed while having sex. Yeah. Yep. You have Seen to. in a million movies. Yeah. Um, and this is also the point where they, down in the facility, offer the first blood. They do. They have oh, a weird... Yeah. So it's this very modern facility in the corner, or not in the corner, on the side, there's like these old cabinets like you'd find in like a house in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they open the cabinets and there's a large lever. Now, this whole sequence reminds me of the movie Blade. Oh, Yeah. They pull the lever. We see all these gears turn. Blood pours out onto this this um, glass dish, and then we see the blood getting poured into the stone form, a la blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that's right. I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty neat how that works. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and yet, it takes a turn when he like kisses his necklace with like the, it's it's some sort of yeah. He says something. It's not a pentagram, but it's like that. And he's like, "This we offer." Yeah, it's that you. weird shape they show. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Yep. And we're checking off another box of trope, uh, uh, blood sacrifice to the gods. Yep, that's true. So now we we see Marty's in his room, and he starts to hear shit, and, he, and he's kind of freaking out. <laughs> and and and, the, and this voice says, "It's like go for a walk." And he's like, "I'm I'm not going for a walk. You think I'm your puppet?" And then he goes, 
I think I'll go for a walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> so meanwhile, in, in the living room, because he's in his room, we, we have um, Holden and Dana, and they're, you know, getting along famously, and they, they're making out and doing all this, t- you know, co-ed bullshit. And as Marty walks through the living room, he calls out Holden for having a boner. Yes. He goes, he goes, nice dad bulge. Yes, he has a husband's bulge. A husband's the, bulge. Because in the diary of the the Buckner's diary, it oh, does it talks mention about a husband's bulge. There's a husband's That's bulge. That's so it's funny. a nice callback nice to that. Husband's this. bulge. And and I love that when he says that, they both look at his dong. He's like, ah, oh, shit. He's yeah. embarrassed. See, I want it. Like all the people in the facility are pumping these pheromones and chemicals and stuff to essentially show us all the tropes of every yes. horror movie mm-hmm. we've ever seen. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so Marty walks outside, and he looks up at the sky, and there's no stars. And he's like, I thought there's supposed to be stars. Now, is he supposed to be taking a piss, by the way, or just standing it, there? It looked like I think he's he peeing. was urinating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can hear him Oh, peeing. he can? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he's standing there, and in the background, this is a really nice shot. It is. Um, we see this, this creepy, like, little young lady zombie like creeping up on him mm-hmm. and it's like in view and out of view and it's it's really neat and you think it's gonna get him it gets right behind him and all of a sudden fucking kurt shows up n- runs into him covered in blood and he's like yelling and he runs in the cabin and as he's running to the cabin he runs into this little girl zombie and fucking clotheslines the shit out of her <laughs> she gets trucked i'm just like damn so they marty runs in with them right they get in and they slam the door and they're panicking. He's covered in blood. Um, Dana asks where Jules is. He's like, oh, she's gone. And Dana's like, what? There's a knocking on the door. And in her shock, Dana just opens it. She's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And who's standing there? The gigantic Buckner. hillbillies on. Tall Buck- Buckner dad. Tall bear trap guy. Yeah, Buckner dad is there. And he throws Jules' like, severed head yeah. to, to oh, Dana. Yeah. Dana catches it pretty expertly. Yeah. And she looks at it. She's like, and by the way, the head doesn't really look like She's played a lot Jules. of kickball in her day. Yeah, It's a good catch. Anyways, <laughs> they force the door shut, and then now we have the, the trope from sci-fi and horror of three or four people trying to close a door mm-hmm. and lock it while other people are trying to get in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's been in, what, 500 movies? Every movie? Yeah. Every movie, yeah. <laughs> so they get the door closed, and, and this is a really fun part. So Kurt is distraught, but he goes, guys, we gotta we gotta stay in here. We gotta barricade ourselves in and stick together. That's right. Yeah, stick together. They cut to the control room. The guy God and Steve's like, oh shit. <laughs> and Gary goes, don't worry, let me work my magic. And as they're walking together down the hallway, he hits a button and this like mist sprays in Kurt's face. And he's like, wait, guys, no. He goes, we need to split up. That way we can up. cover more ground, <laughs> <laughs> which I've heard in like 15, and it never makes sense in, Marty, in any movie. Why Marty do you want to out. cover more ground? It doesn't matter if it's sci-fi, if it's a war movie. I've heard this exact line said, yeah. and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, it's and Marty's stupid. like, what? Are you serious? Yeah, what are we looking for? <laughs> Why we do should we want split up so we can cover more ground. <laughs> so when this happens, um, the zombies start kind of trying to break in the house. And, and it's weird. They all go separate into their own rooms, and the control team locks them in their rooms. Yep. So they're all locked in there. They're all separated, right? By the way, this is from a movie, too. I oh, can't. Yeah. I can't think of what reference this is. Like... Basically, every Friday the 13th does this, but yeah. It's yeah there's a movie where they lock everyone into a room. Mm-hmm. I, anyways, it, it's kind of fun. So they're all in there, and we, we have... Oh, Marty, right. like, breaks a lamp, 
the stoner guy. Mm-hmm. And when he breaks it, he looks down and there's like a camera in it. And he yeah. picks it up and he's looking well, at it. He he noticed that the the bulb wasn't it didn't go out. It wasn't attached to the lamp anymore and it was still oh, on. Yeah. And he's oh, like, oh, is that how he notices? What the okay. fuck? Yeah. So he yeah, he freaks out and he picks up the camera and he's like I'm on a reality TV show. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, my parents are going to know I'm a huge stoner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's worried about. Yeah. Not his dead friend. <laughs> so this is when we cut to Steve in the control room who's like, oh, shit, he's freaking out. And he goes, hey, let's get the Thorazine, which is a reference to Thor. Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> Thor. They use Thorazine and Thor? <laughs> Isn't that where he gets his name? He's the king of Thorazine. Yeah, that's what it is. That's God. right. He invented it. He invented Thorazine. So right when he's about to, to spray Thorazine into the room, Gary's like, "No." He goes, "Don't worry. I got." What's the name of the zombie he sends? It's Mama Buck. I can't remember. Yeah, he's got a special zombie he's gonna send to to get Marty in his so room. So to the rescue. Yeah. So Marty's standing by the window, and this thing breaks through the window and pulls him out of the window, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. we, uh, another classic thing we've seen. Remember in, what, what, what movie is it? Nightmare on Elm Street, where the mom gets pulled through the door, like back into yes, the house at the end. In the tiny window. In the tiny window. This kind of reminded me of mm-hmm. that. So he gets pulled outside, and then he gets pulled away, and we see him pulled into like this pit, and blood fr- you know flies out, and he's dead. Yep. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, another trope yeah. that the the people didn't actually orchestrate, but it is a trope in a movie where unless you see someone die on screen, they They're are right. not dead. Yeah, the person you thought was dead comes back to save the day. Yeah. But or, they, they do still offer the blood sacrifice, assuming he's dead. Right. right. Or in the case of new Star Wars, everyone comes back to life all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Boba Fett sucks. Um <laughs> So now we, uh, yeah, he pulls the lever again. We see this whole thing with, the, and I really love the the blood coming out of the fountain into the form and the mm-hmm. gears. That's, like, yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah. cool. And it like breaks a bottle. Yeah, like, I wish they showed more of that mm-hmm. actually, but this movie probably didn't have a big enough budget to show more than they did. Yeah, the gears kind of are a throwback to the opening of the movie, The Lion's Gate. Yeah, the intro gears. shows all the gears. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. So, but every time someone dies and he pulls the lever, they show us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so we see that the forms are actually representations of the people, of the tropes, of the people getting killed. Yeah, yeah. right. Kind of cool. So now, the, the, the I like calling them co-eds. Yeah. So Dana's in her room, and the zombies, she's trying not to let it get through the window. She's got like the dresser up against the window, and she's not going to make it. And right away, we hear this huge breaking of glass, and Holden has broken through the one-way mirror, and he's like, let's go! <laughs> Grabs her heroically and pulls her through to his room. Okay? I'm saving the day. Yeah, I'm doing what needs to be done. <laughs> so he pulls her through the room, into his room, and then how do they get into the second part of the cellar? Was it just, is there an opening in his room? The, the one, uh, who was it, the, the, uh, the, the jock broke through. No, he breaks he through was, when they're already in the cellar. Yeah. Well, no, how do they get into the cellar? There's like a door trap door in his room. So they get into the cellar, but it's not the original cellar. It's like the cellar part two or like another half of the cellar that has like torture tools in it. Yeah. It's uh, Evil Dead part two. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. And they call it the, the black room, which is in a reference to what she reads in the journal earlier. Mm-hmm. So they get in there and they're trying to find a way out. And all of a sudden the bear trap comes down through the cellar door yeah. and grabs Holden by the back and it rips him up. <laughs> and Dana freaks out grabs a crowbar 
stabs it through the giant zombie's face as he's trying to pull Holden up. And then, I love this, she grabs yep. a knife. How many times does she stab him in the chest, the zombie? Oh, several. Yeah. Numerous. It's like 15 times. Yeah. Aggressive. And he's got that black, uncirculated zombie yeah. blood pouring out. Tar blood. Yeah. So... Right when she does this, he lets go of Holden, and then that's when Kurt breaks through from this like hidden door mm-hmm. and grabs him. He's like, let's get the hell out of here. So you think the zombie man's dead. But no, you can't kill zombies by stabbing them. you got to decapitate them or blow their heads off. Yeah. Is this where they zap the, the knife that oh. she just used? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's holding a weapon, and the control room hits a button. They turn this little knob, and a little spark goes through her hand, and she drops she the knife. Because it. in every movie... You don't. You can't keep your weapon. No, you got to lose it. Clearly it. works because you use it once and then ditch it. Isn't that yeah. ridiculous? It's so dumb. No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. So she drops yeah, the knife and then always leave the weapon next to the yeah the uh, antagonist. Oh yeah, right? the thing that's going to pick it up and use it against you later, <laughs> which also happens. Yeah. So yeah, so they all run and now they're going to get into the camper and they're going to drive the fuck out of the place. So they get in to drive away, and everything's good. And then we see the control room, and they're like, wait a minute. The fucking uh, tunnel isn't collapsed. They can actually drive out of here. And so the guy's like, why is the tunnel not collapsed? Well, there's some electrical problem. So Gary has been on this team for, like, a long time. He runs down to the electrical team, and he's actually, like, pulling wires. And at the last second, he, like... I don't know what he does. He he jumps the breaker that needs to be jumped <laughs> yeah. to cause this collapse in this tunnel. And at the last second, they're trapped. Yep. So they drive. Yeah, they drive backwards out of the tunnel. Now, is this at the point where we learn that Japan has failed? Yes, it's right yep. at this point. Yeah. 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 Are, so we, we're learning that all the other places on Earth that are doing this exact same thing, and there's a bunch, are failing. Yep. Now, yeah. failing means no one's dying. Mm-hmm. So in Japan, they have like the ring happening. Like there's like, yeah. the, like the long-haired like... Ghost girl. Ghost girl. And the Japanese school children are like singing a happy song in a circle. And they get it to go into like this bowl and turns into a frog. And they're like, oh, we've got the spirit in this frog. And they're all like celebrate. I love that he's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He's watching on the the monitor. I know. They're all pissed that a bunch of kids aren't getting killed. (laughs) It's it's super fun. Actually, we we see all the fails too. So Japan fails with the ring. Uh, Buenos Aires has like this giant horned ape creature yeah, it's like that they King kill. Kong yeah, kaiju type thing. Yeah. Uh, then there's Madrid. They show something explode. What's that? It's just know. like a, it looks like a lighthouse or something that just blows up. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't I, know what the reference yeah, to that there. Then they show Stockholm, which is a helicopter flying over wreckage, which is in reference to the, the thing. The thing. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we know now that they are the last. The U.S. is the last opportunity. To, to complete this task. Now, we don't know at this point what happens if they don't, but we know it's probably really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they back out of the tunnel. Now we're back with the co-eds. <laughs> and they're like, how the hell do we get out of here? And Kurt has a dirt bike on the back of the camper. <laughs> and he goes, Luckily. and he's talking about that canyon we saw earlier where the eagles tried to fly over it. He's like, I can jump that. I've done bigger jumps on this bike. So he gets on his fucking bike. Fucking evil Knievel. Yeah, he gets... Yeah. He get, probably has a false, like, memory. <laughs> right. He gets no enough run-up, and he hits this jump. Well, he's going to make the jump, but he can't see the invisible force yeah. field, <laughs> which wire. he splashes into dead. And then we see his body... <laughs> bounce. Like, bounce and tumble for, like, a thousand feet into this, like... <laughs> into the abyss. Into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, I love that he has to make his, like, hero's speech before he does it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'll come back for you. Oh, that's right. He does the whole, mm-hmm. which we've seen, and they never come Another back trope. Yep. So now we just have uh, Dana and Holden. 
And so they get in the camper, and Holden does. And I love, by the way, when they first got in the camper, when there were still three of them before Homeboy jumped into the, the barrier, there's a bloody handprint on the camper. Oh, that's right. We know there's a zombie in the camper. Right? Oh, I know. Okay. You know. Yeah. They don't know. So they're driving down the road, and Holden's like, man, we just gotta, there's got to be another way out of here. We can do it. She goes, I, we, we can't make it through the road. He goes, if we got to go off-road, we'll go off-road or whatever the hell he says. We'll just drive through hard the woods. Mr. Yeah. Optimist, man. And she's like looking at him. She's like, I think we're going to make it. And then right then he gets stabbed through the throat yeah. to the back of the seat. Mm-hmm. Blood everywhere. He yanks the wheel. They drive into the lake and somehow manage to sink to a depth of like 300 feet in two <laughs> seconds. Yeah. So she, Dana, is okay. She's swimming out of the camper. And as she gets out through, she gets some air in like that little bathroom vent window thing. Mm-hmm. She swims out of it. The zombie grabs her foot. She kicks the zombie in the face and she swims out. Now, if you notice as she's swimming up to the surface, that looks like a movie cover from a film called The Le- Leviathan. Oh, yeah. That showed oh, cool. a woman swimming oh, up yeah. through the deep yeah. water. Great and movie. They exactly created that image, which was really cool. That's awesome. Um, so yeah. we see that she you know, gets above the water and... She swims up to the dock. Now, right then, we have a hard cut back to the facility where everyone is celebrating. Yeah. And there's actually a fun little cut oh, scene. Yeah. Where they're all celebrating and Ario's speed wagon is playing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, how about when she when she gets oh, out of yeah. the water, though? Right when she gets out of the water, it cuts to him pulling a Modelo out of ice yeah, water. Yeah, it's a great yes. cut. And she's, like, fighting for her life in the background while they are just, like, all joyous, callous bastards. Yeah. It's so great. And he's acting like, yeah, I was really rooting for her. She's such a fighter. I wanted her to make it. And he goes, ah, tequila! Yeah, like, they right. come in with shots. <laughs> that's right, because she can live. It's possible yeah. for her to live, and everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't yeah. know. But she has to suffer is the thing. She yeah, to, she's, yeah. And, and they figure she's already suffered. So, and she's yeah. got to be last. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. So mm-hmm. she gets up on the dock, and who's there to beat the shit out of her? Daddy Buckner. Daddy Buckner, giant zombie. And he starts tossing her around like a rag doll while everyone celebrates. Keeps showing, cutting back to them partying. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, in the background, you can see images because it's on the monitor of her just getting tossed around and beat to hell. And these guys are all. She's she's getting the fuck beat out of her while we're hearing Ario Speedwagon. Oh, by the way, he he says tequila is my lady, is what he says, which is weird. Such a great juxtaposition to Ario Uh Speedwagon. Super awesome. Some woman getting tortured. So, as everyone's celebrating that they did it in the facility all of a sudden there's like this red emergency defcon 4 phone and it starts ringing and ringing and all of a sudden everyone's like oh shit and steve's like stop the music and everyone looks at this phone and he walks up to it and answers the phone and we only hear what he says yeah and he's like wait the what the who well come to find out we cut back to dana getting the shit kicked out of her on the dock and who shows up to save the day stoner boy marty marty never died yeah Marty, he's the invincible stoner. Yeah, he rescues. <laughs> he's got healing properties he called does. marijuana. <laughs> so he kicks, or he doesn't kick. How does he knock zombie guy into the water? He knocks him in the water. It doesn't matter yeah. how. And I love when like he knocks him in the water. Marty grabs Dane, and as they're running away, he like his head slowly comes yeah, up yeah, out of the water. That's great. Neat shot. So they run into this hole. This is originally where Marty was pulled down to be killed. Wait, 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 wait. That yes. shot of him coming out of. The water is the same shot in which war movie? Predator? No. <laughs> oh, it's Predator. It's Predator. Well, that's I mean, what it is. It, it happens in Predator, but there's also a scene from uh, 
is it Apocalypse Now where he does the weird thing in the water too? That's what I was thinking of. And then also Predator. Penguin that, also does it in Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's there's a ton of movies where they do the head. The, emer- know, the, the, yeah, the yeah. smooth emerge. The Apocalypse Now is exactly what I was thinking of because him coming out of the water like that looks just like that. Yeah. Did the, they do it in a Tom Hanks splash? I think. <laughs> splash. I, for I, sure. That would be awesome if Daryl Hannah came and do killed it. somebody. <laughs> what if Daryl Hannah was part of like the mer- mermaid Merman group. Yeah. Splash. Oh, that would be cool. So they... Uh, She's just in the bathtub waiting. I can't go anywhere else. Pour some water on my fin. So they he pulls her into this this like hole, which is like more like a grave, and there's like a coffin in there. And he opens it up, and it goes into like this concrete control room. Mm-hmm. Or it's not a control room. It's an elevator shaft. Yeah. And as he's in there, we see the zombie that tried to kill him. He'd like... Like dismembered and stomped because <laughs> it wouldn't die. It's like a face arm. and like a hand, and he's opened this control box and he's like, "Hey, this is an elevator, and I think I can make it go down by crossing these wires." He's like, "Let's go," and she's like, "Why would we go down there?" He goes, "Where the fuck else are yeah. we gonna go?" Yeah. He's, he's got a right. point. Yeah. He's very logical. He yep. can't. They can't get out. They can either go and face these horrible zombies or go down yes. and see what the fuck's in the basement. Now this this is the finale of the film yep. right here. And this is where this movie really gets crazy. Yeah. To me, this is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Like, up until this point, it's fairly straightforward horror and cool. Yeah. But this is where you get the twist. It gets bonkers and cool as shit. Yep. So let's let's explain what happens. They get in this elevator, and they go to go down. Okay. At some point, the facility knows that they're in the facility with them, and they're in this elevator, and they dispatch one security guard that to stop them now before that security guard gets there they go down in this elevator and the elevator doesn't just go up and down it goes horizontal mm-hmm. so it's it drops down quite a ways and starts going horizontally it's a wonka vader it is it, <laughs> it is. is and we see that the walls of the elevator are glass and as they slowly pull through we start to see that this elevator is what released the horrors up to the cabin yeah what are the first creatures we see we get this great jump scare of a werewolf yeah really cool <laughs> Then we see a total ripoff of the Hellraiser. Of not, it's not Pinhead. This guy's got saw blades in his head, and he's holding yeah. a lament. Again, I say sphere. But he's yeah. clearly a torture demon of some sort. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. And he he, a, he's a Cenobite. Oh, it's in, it's he, in the credits. He has a really cool name. and it's Oh, really? Yeah. We'll have to look I would up. name him like Lazarus the Destroyer. It's, it's something to do with like... <laughs> uh, it's like... Uh, never mind. Isn't it Hell Lord Minion? No. He, he has, was quite he subdued. I thought he had kind eyes. He did. He looked at her like, hey, girl, it's fine. Yeah, he just kind of walked. Because were- it's quite the contrast to the werewolf, because the werewolf freaked out like a mad dog. Right. And then it advances, and you see kind eyes killer guy, and he's just like kind of looking at him like, hey, I empathize with your pain. <laughs> he does, too. <laughs> By the way, wouldn't the werewolf, why is it in the in the crazy werewolf state? Wouldn't it just be in the dude in the cage state? Good, good question. I don't know. Yeah, just thought I'd ask. Fornicus is his name. Really? No way. Fornicus? So totally making awesome. fun of Hellraiser, which is awesome. Fornicus. Sounds like Fornicus, you should have had like... Lord of Bondage and Pain. I like it. Oh, yeah, huh. yeah. You should have had... It's totally pinhead. should have had dildos coming out of his head. Fornicus. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so as the elevator continues to move, then we see like this little girl in the corner and she slowly turns and she just... Instead of a face, she has like a, like a, like a critter's mouth, like oh, a yeah. bunch of rows yeah. of teeth. Mm-hmm. She's not scary at all. I yeah. would just break that kid in half. And Do you know like, what comes out of that mouth? No. Power of the night. Yes. <laughs> she reminds me of a creature from like Silent Hill. If you ever, if you ever played that yeah, video game, absolutely. Yep. 
Um, and then what? What else do they see on the other side? He sees the. Does he see the giant bat? Yeah, we, we do see, see the so giant. Cool stuff. By the way, the giant bat thing that they see, its mouth opens like the um are the vampires from the second Blade yeah, movie from Blade yeah. Two. That's yeah. right, which is kind of cool. It opens in like four pieces. Yeah, it's the dragon bat. So they see all this stuff, and then the camera zoom pulls back, and this cool side like bunker view cutout of all the layers of this facility, and we see there's hundreds, hundreds of, of monsters, yeah, of like cages. They're not cages; they're like glass um, cells. cells. Yeah, cells. And I, let's talk about what we see in these glass I do cells. Have, I do have an entire list of everything <laughs> oh, we actually see in the film. How, how big is this list? Uh, it's not terrible. Let's hear what we have. Okay, it is going to be a minute. American slow walking creepy girl, the ancient ones, balding menace, the blob, boomer, bullhead phantom, okay. cow skull giant. Oh, cool. Charger. Creep- what's the wait, what's the charger? Uh, I think they're based from on Left a monster Dead. from okay. Left 4 Dead. Because yeah. this movie was supposed to tie in with the Left 4 Dead video game, and they were going to have a level based on this movie in one of the sequels of that game. Cool. But then MGM went bankrupt, and it all fell through, and they delayed oh, the movie. Which is why this movie came out in 2012 when it was finished in 2011. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Continuing. Creature with patterned segments of armor on its head. <laughs> oh. Creepy Shadow, Cthulhu, Cyclops, Dark Spirit, Face Peeler, Floating Leech Creature, <laughs> Flock of Killer Birds, Four-Legged Saddle Creature, Garden Gnome Boy, Giant Alligator, Giant Ape, Giant Ant, Giant Cat, Giant Centipede, <laughs> Giant Crow, Giant Deers, Giant Ferrets, Giant Floating Head, Giant Insects, Giant Lizard, Giant Millipede, Giant Owl, Giant Tarantula, Giant Toad, Giant Woman. A lot of giants. Gladiator Demon, Ghost, Gorilla, Hell Lord Mil- Minion. The humanoid, hunter, Japanese floaty girl, <laughs> killer robot, Ku Klux Klan, the oh, Kraken, God. men in transparent tarp. Oh, that's yeah, th- like those Dexter guys. or something. Oh, oh, those are the uh, yeah, just those like murder serial killer guys. Oh, nice. Uh, mutant girl, mutant hospital gown, mutant in hospital gown. Sorry, ogre, pale serpent, pterodactyls, puffy tentacle creatures. Hmm. Rabid dogs, reaver, savage with hatchet, slimy horned cloak creature, smoker, okay. the old man, smoker. the red fiend, oh the red fiend, the suffocators, the warmonger, tank, which is also a left for dead creature, mm-hmm. tentacle thing, troll, and a witch, which so, is also from Left for Dead. So here's a question, guys: If you have to pick, which one of these creatures is going to try to murder you in the cabin? Who do you pick, Matt? Oh, that's easy. It was mentioned. It's one of the first ones that's mentioned. Merman. Okay, you're going to take on the merman. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, and I'm not going in the lake. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Josh? Uh, like what will kill me or what? What, what do you, what no, what do you want what to What would you prefer to face? Oh, God. Uh, giant ape. I love King Kong. What? Yeah. You would be dead. Josh, you're no. dead. I know. But it would be a swift. Wow. Yeah, it would be swift. He'd just break you in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug? I think if I was going to face anything, it would probably be a zombie. Because they're fairly slow moving, and unless there are tons of them, yeah, you could probably overpower them. Yeah, that's a good and point. outsmart them. I, I think it would. Uh, you would definitely want to know the volume. Are yeah, you dealing with yeah. especially one zombie? That's true. Yeah, but even the Buckners, there were only four of them. Yeah, they're only and four. they were not quick moving. Granted, no. they had weapons. They were fairly primitive. Yeah, they weren't intelligent. Yeah, stuff, so. I want the unicorn. Oh yeah, I'm not afraid of it. I, it can't break into the. It doesn't it's have hands. It's a horse. It's a horse. I have a question about your unicorn. Okay. Oh, that are sexy witches. <laughs> if it's 
if it's a unicorn like in legend yeah if you cut its horn off I have ultimate power. You've just oh, rendered it useless. Yes. Well, and I can take that dark you, power yeah, and shove oh, it really? up its asshole. Yep. However, they're almost impossible to find. They're very mysterious, intelligent creatures. Yeah. Legend. Starring Tom Cruise. And we do see a unicorn. <laughs> and Tim Curry. And it, Ferris Bueller girl. Yep. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. I, I was going to say her name. I felt bad. I don't know her I name. forget her name. Yeah. It's just Ferris Bueller girl. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. So anyways... They start seeing all these things, and then they get, like, confronted by a security guard, right? Yep. And this is when all hell breaks loose. So he gets the gun from the security guard. Yeah, and because this is the worst security guard of all times. <laughs> yeah, and because he had, they had help. Yeah, well, well yeah, but how does oh, that yeah. happen? How does Zombie the, arm. Right. The zombie arm, like, grabs his foot. Of the zombie, he dismembered. Mm-hmm. So this sets off this whole climatic battle within the facility where the monsters start getting loose. Yep, because they hit the purge button. Right. The red purge the button. The red purge button, which means kill them at all costs, opens all the doors to all the cells. So that we see that this flying split mouth bat creature. Such a great scene. We too. see yeah, yeah. It, it starts destroying people. We see the unicorn rams its horn through a dude and kills him. <laughs> Let's name some of the different deaths. There's cause there's so many right here. Yeah. The, the giant tarantula kills some people, which by the way Fuck a giant tarantula. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. We have those weird mutant alien things that has someone on a... Oh, a, yeah. Like a hospital bed when and they uh-huh. puke on Vomiting. its face. Oh, no, it, it pukes in their mouths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We see security cameras at some point from the control room <laughs> showing girl, all the these girl people getting killed. The herself with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. How about when the one girl that works in the in, with the guys in the main uh, control room, just an octopus tentacle just yeah. grabs yeah. her and like, oh, yeah. she's they gone? cracking. Yeah. So all hell is breaking loose, and meanwhile, we have Stoner Guy and Dana kind of walking through this facility. Now, he has a gun, and they're trying to—they're just essentially walking through the maze of chaos, Mm -hmm. right? And everyone starts getting killed in the facility. Like, we get up to the main control room, and monsters have broken in. It's chaos. And Gary— killer clown is running Yeah, there's a killer clown. (laughs) Gary's trying to do something at the control console, uh, console, and I think he's trying to talk to the director because we learned there's a director, and she gets on and makes an announcement, and there's this whole thing. And Steve is there, and this is right when the one girl gets eaten by the octopus tentacle, and like he gets wounded and falls down, and he looks up, and who's there to kill him? Dana. <laughs> no, the, the merman. merman. Oh, the merman. merman. Yes. merman Sorry. So All he wanted. wanted to see was the merman. And the merman is like the stupid. So gross. It's like this gross mermaid with a whale blowhole yeah. uh-huh. and like a goony face. And it starts eating him. And as it's eating him, it's shooting blood out of the blowhole, which is on its back. <laughs> so gross. It's so funny. It's hilarious. I love its and, hair. It's and like, to Matt's point, how is this thing killing anybody? Uh, yeah. It's got to, yeah, things have it to take. It to be in the lake. It, yeah, shit has to go down in the lake. Otherwise, because it's so slow. Yeah. I, yeah. The fact that it breathes air, it has a blowhole, what a waste. Yeah. So my question about this facility, clearly there's way more monsters than there are relics in the cabin. Are these all connected to the various cultures and their monsters? I think they're monsters they've used in the past, and yeah, all, like... Every culture has a monster mm-hmm. and has a belief, and they use these. And they've been, it's insinuated that they've been doing this before f- there was movies, mm-hmm. before they could oh, watch yeah. it, but for forever. Like he makes a comment. I liked it back in the day when you could just throw a girl in a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Referencing. Yeah. So it's harder and harder to appease the gods, is mm-hmm. kind of what they're saying. Are they, are they referencing Joe versus the volcano? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> 
But like, so yeah, of course they are. So this is implying there's a lot of underground tubes that can send this giant snake to probably Buenos Aires for a big right. old monster movie. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. So we we have this this killing. Gary kind of escapes, and below, directly below the facility, this high tech facility is like this ancient pyramid, inner looking tunnels. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, and he's walking. And he and he's like, or Gary is running. He makes this hard, like sharp turn around the corner and gets stabbed to death on accident by Dana, who's got like this knife thing, mm-hmm. kills him. What does he say when he's dying? Something dumb. Oh no! Well, first he says, "You need to kill him." You because oh, that's right. He yeah. needs to die. Right. So they get into the bottom of this chamber where all the blood was pouring into these various stones, and we see that the stones represent each of them. And it's explained to them by who? Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. The director shows up, Sigourney Weaver, and is explaining that if they're not sacrificed to the gods, this gigantic underworld demon or le- leviathan is going to come up and destroy the earth. Mm-hmm. The ancient ones is what she calls them, which yeah. is very Lovecraftian. It is. Yeah. And uh, if, I'm, if I'm downstairs and Sigourney Weaver shows up, Who's looking radiant as ever? Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm immediately comforted and comforted and not scared anymore. And I'm like, everything's gonna be okay. Sigourney Weaver's here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I th- and yeah. I think that's why Dana aimed the gun right at Stoner Boy right away because mm-hmm. he's like, she's like, you know what? I'm gonna take the advice of the dude I just killed and right kill Marty. Yeah. So if she was a good person, she aims <laughs> at him, but does she shoot him? No. 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 There's a struggle that ensues. Because a werewolf, I think, interrupts exactly. and grabs her. Yeah. Werewolf comes out of nowhere. Which Sigourney Weaver was celebrating, I'm sure right? she <laughs> was like, let's have the werewolf oh, come, yeah. come now, be the one. Now, do you guys notice the werewolf is ravaging Dana, like shred, yeah. ripping her to shreds, but somehow, like a few minutes later, she's not that cut up. She's just yeah. kind of bloodied. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the director has a battle with Stoner Guy, and she's like about to push him over the edge. And what happens? Little little, little young Buckner girl kills her. In. Yep. Yeah, hits her with an axe. Mm-hmm. Right in the head. That's a really gory. Yeah. Wound. Brutal. Uh huh. Axe wound to the head. Dead. Yep. And she's kind of still holding on to the axe as it's impaled into. Yeah, she's trying to free Sigourney's the axe. Yeah. Skull and because she only has one arm. Marty's like, oh, just kicks Sigourney over the edge. And <laughs> takes By the Buckner way, with her. Matt makes a great point. Why does that little zombie girl only have one arm? They mention it a few times. Isn't yeah? Doesn't it mention it in the diary how the dad dismembered because they worship pain? I'm gonna say that's yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. And I that missed gave it, him his yes. husband's bulge. Like it's really nice. fucked up. That's yucky. <laughs> so Dana decides not to kill Marty, and they're just gonna let the world end. Yep. And so what happens, guys? A giant flaming hand reaches up from the facility, basically onto the crumbling earth. everything yep. that they're. Yeah, the, the whole facility just crumbles in on itself. And Amen. I love the shot when the hand comes up over the cabin, crushes it down. This giant beast is going to destroy the earth. Mm-hmm. And then Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> then we have Last, the song Last by Nine Inch Nails, which is on the Broken album, 1992. Great mm-hmm. album. Plays EP in the end credits. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> plays in the end credits and it's awesome song yep. yeah it plays throughout the entire yeah length of the one of credits. the better songs ever put in the credits of a horror film i mm-hmm. totally agree 
So, guys, what does this fucking mean? What does this movie mean? It means, well, I take it that we are the gods, we horror fans, um, and a lot of times we will retaliate against people trying to do new things or fresh things and divert from the standard tropes um, that we see a lot these days. Um, sometimes people can, and it works, but for the most part, like, I try to think if this didn't have the the plot B of of the facility and it was yeah. just this zombie movie i would think it was a rad movie <laughs> like it, it albeit the exact same thing over and over again yeah i'd still like it i'm a you know i'm a sci-fi fan so i like the sci-fi almost element mm-hmm. to this and i like that this in my opinion this movie's talking about all horror movies yep. and it's almost like no some of these movies are real we really got to have this stuff happen this is why your favorite characters do dumb shit yeah this is why it happens and i, th- I think that's interesting it kind of is explaining to you why you know the second fight of the 13th or insert movie that you loved here it was why people are doing this dumb shit that we all laugh about why there's so much fog in these movies. exactly yeah. just, just little things these tropes it explains it in this really fun way mm-hmm. and i really like that about this movie yeah um I, I just like that they they made a movie to explain this mm-hmm. right now this movie's a one-off it was well received I feel like this movie came out and disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Also, the cover art is not good With for the, what it is. The cabin floating. It's like a puzzle box cabin. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't either. Because I've seen this movie before. I had forgotten I'd seen this movie because I did not associate that with this film at all. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. I just thought it was weird marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never like bothered to look too closely at the at the art for this. It's Yeah, it is kind of dumb. Yeah. I like that you have the government control manipulation aspect in here too. That shows kind of we're all sheep to the yeah control of the government. It's kind of like whatever it, they decide to do. It's kind of like that trolls movie we watched where the government's in on it. Yeah, you know, it's that's the sci-fi oh, yeah. element of this yeah. movie. So really, this movie is a sci-fi horror crossover with comedy, much more heavy-handed yeah. <laughs> horror a sci-fi horror comedy crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Josh we- Joss Whedon. I mean, what else did he write? He Firefly mm-hmm. and what are the other the Buffy series? The Buffy series, the first Avengers movie. I guess the second one too. Nice. Yeah, so he's pretty heavy into horror slash sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And he's he's I think he's really good at writing dialogue. And yeah. yeah. Yep. Did you guys notice the score? Because I didn't. No. No. Don't look at me. Isn't that weird? I, I don't really... I, I noticed the, the song in the end credits because it was so jarring that it went from yeah. this abrupt end and Nine Inch Nails blasting, which I love, but I'm like, what? I noticed OK Go, REO Speedwagon, <laughs> and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, but that's what I mean. There's like nothing else. It's it's. it's just there's generic. no other like music. It's just yeah. generic horror sounds, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Matt, favorite oh. Nine Inch Nails song. Fuck. <laughs> you got to have one of these. Come on. <laughs> Matt's favorite Nine Inch Nails song. Ken, what's yours? Ooh, mine is uh, Reptile. All right, Josh. Sin. Nice. Finds Heresy. Good song. Matt. Closer. Head Like a Hole. Head Like a Hole. Oh, yeah. Head Terrible. Like a hole. Ring Finger. Head like Something I Can Never Have. Hurt, but the better version. Starfuckers. With Teeth. The album is With entirely the good. Teeth. Anyways, <laughs> we digress into Nine Inch Nails. Great band. Check them out. Yeah, if you never heard of them. And some people that listen to this probably haven't. And if you haven't, listen now, dummies. Yeah, you dumb. 
<laughs> so yeah, guys, I like this movie. Um, I like I like it because of what it's saying. I, I can totally see how you would start watching this and maybe not realize what it was and and turn it off. Don't turn it off. Watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. It's really light. It's easy to watch with a group of people. It's pretty funny. Um, I give it a uh, a standard, um, you know, thumbs up. Nice. Yeah, I I really like it. I like that the first like two thirds of the movie seems like a pretty straightforward horror movie. Which, like to your point, Josh, it would still be a very cool horror yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, but it then it peppers in like a possible government conspiracy, which we end up finding out there is a major one. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite part of this movie is like the final third of this movie or the final quarter, however long it is where we see all the cool creatures and monsters and the government's in on this whole thing. Weird and, and elevators. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Badass. That's my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. And I really enjoy this movie. I've seen it for maybe five times and I enjoy it just as much every time. I highly recommend it, and I would give it four, four and a half stars. Four and a Ooh. half stars. Yeah. Good Lord, Josh. Yeah, uh, I believe I picked this movie. Did I finally pick a good one, you yeah. guys? Whoa. Well, you hey. picked one I didn't absolutely hate. Want to <laughs> gouge my eyes out? Yeah, <laughs> you picked. You picked Friday the Thirteenth. That's true. Yeah, he so also picked, picked some good. He ones. also picked a freaking Turbo Kid. I mean, you I'll, just redeemed yourself here with this one. And I'll, I'll go down fighting for Turbo. You've got a couple more coming up. Yeah. So, um, no, I, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. It's one of those that I clearly like movies that have good rewatchability, and this one for sure does. Just to pick up all the fun references, and yeah. By the way, can you imagine like the Roger Rabbit style <laughs> movie that this could be if they had the rights to actual oh, Pinhead? Would it be so cool? It, just to see all our favorite actual monsters yeah. in a movie would be crazy mm-hmm. It'd be, yeah. yeah and a very expensive yeah yes, the chopping yes, mall robot instead mm-hmm. of like the weird saw robot yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um i yeah i really like how like on this viewing i'm like oh i think the actual heroes are these two these two dudes pulling the strings yeah because in the end the kids are not good people they <laughs> they are selfish and they will let the world burn just yeah. so they can survive so they can live two more seconds two seconds like yeah bad, bad decision making on yeah. their part and yeah. i for sure realized they were the bad the bad guys when they let sigourney weaver die and <laughs> that's also when i identify the most with the gods because after she dies the gods rise in anger so yeah i yeah i totally get it i understand <laughs> <laughs> we deserve our blood yes we only ask for it like what every once a year yeah, they it's an annual once a year, it's an annual thing. Even so, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but also like I love that like, yeah, the the in my opinion the real heroes when they shit all over the harbinger, <laughs> when they make fun of them, they yeah. are now doomed as well because you do not shit on the harbinger of death because you die every that time, you will every die. movie, mm-hmm. and and we've done probably five or six movies in this podcast that have that guy. Yeah, yeah, yep, he's always there, and if you. And he always dies. It's, it's usually an older guy <laughs> yeah. that everyone thinks is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a redneck. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this movie. Um, I will always love this movie. It's I watch it a lot, like multiple times per year. It's Another a, one of your comfort movies? Mm, yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, nice. But So I give it uh, six wet, moist merman blowholes. Ooh. <laughs> that's six. That's a lot of blowholes. Matt, what do you think about this movie? 
Um, yeah, it was a interesting movie and I agree with you, Josh, it took a turn. I initially, you know, I'm watching it and you see the G men, these government agents and you think they're complete callous assholes, which yeah. they are, but at the same time, they're doing it for the, for the survival of humanity, the planet. And so the biggest jackass dick in this movie <laughs> is the, uh, the stoner pothead yeah. who Marty. doesn't, doesn't off himself to, cause you're going to die anyway. Which you're dead is- either way. The stoner pothead's name should have been Holden. I know. Right? Like Holden. Are you Holden? <laughs> hey, Josh, you Holden? That's true. Holden yeah. Caulfield here. His name should have been Holden. Yeah. The jock should have been Marty. That's that's interesting. <laughs> was, was that on purpose? I don't, I don't know. I just didn't think that went through, I don't think. Yeah. So, sorry, Matt. Go but ahead. no, yeah, it, uh, and it, it flowed well. I, I love the graphics, the uh, Matt, or the, the, the creativity of the various monsters. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll give it a four out of five bumps in the night. And this was your four first watch, five. right? You've yes. never seen it? I've never oh, heard I of you. Wow. Yeah. Were you scared at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the beginning, when, when what's her name it. went down to the cellar, that's oh, yeah. when I that's when okay. I turned the volume down. I was like, here it comes. And you were like, oh, this is gonna get. <laughs> did you scary. did you look at something by the TV and not at the yes. TV? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I was waiting for something to be in the cellar other than just uh, inanimate knickknacks. Yeah. But then after that, no more scares for you. Just that moment, you got a little. Anxious. Well, yeah, because it was so fast paced. The mo- it was like white noise. The monsters right. just flying at you left <laughs> yeah. and right. And it's like, huh. Yeah. Well, I think here at the Horrify podcast, we've got a a good consensus that you should watch this movie. So please do. And uh, until next time.